And that is why, bring it all back, that's why you need to have some gold. Gold is what is going to preserve your wealth through whatever rough uh, seas lie ahead. And I'm pretty sure that there are some rough seas and I'm pretty sure that they're coming our way. Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Today, we will seek to discover the true price of gold and silver and prospect generators. Joining us for a conversation is Byron King of Agora Financial, along with Dr. John Mark Stoudy of Riverside Resources. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Greetings. Hello. It's good to be with you. Super to be on the show. <laughs> well, I hope you're both doing well. Mr. King, I'd like to begin with you, sir. Bloomberg issued a press release recently that Bank of America expects gold to reach $3,000, which is a 50% increase from its record. In your opinion, is this a realistic number, or was Bank of America being far too generous or conservative? I think Bank of America is is on track. I, I don't think there's any question that we'll see 3000 You know, As with all things in life, it's just a question of how long it will take. But when you say that you know gold will be $3,000, that means that the U.S. dollar will be dropping in value relative to gold by, you know, by by you know, quite a bit. I mean, about fifty percent from almost where it is now. So if it's at seventeen hundred now, it has to move that extra thirteen hundred, you know, up uh, to get to to get to three thousand, which implies a, uh, a a decrease in value of uh, of the dollar relative to gold because gold is the inverse of uh, the value of the dollar. Uh, so, so there, there's plenty. To, there's plenty inside that comment. But, uh, but let's let's keep going because uh, you know we're here to talk with John Mark as well. <laughs> well, John Mark, what are your thoughts regarding Bank of America's gold price expectations? You know, Byron's right. It's always about time. But I've never seen so much creation of new money. The COVID has given an opportunity to kind of pop bubbles that maybe already existed. And uh, now I'm getting checks in the mail as a U.S. person uh, for just breathing. And it's pretty amazing. If I get free money, I don't get free gold. So I see gold as a hard, real asset. And that I think it's worth a lot more money. And also it's very difficult to get it out of the ground and find it. So I think companies that have it or companies that can develop it have great value. Oh, that's a great perspective. They're not getting free gold. <laughs> I like that one. Byron, can you provide us with some insight as to what is going on with pres- in the precious metal space as a whole? In the precious metal space as a whole, uh, plenty is going on. I mean, demand is going up because uh, you can view gold really as a barometer of people's trust in government. And right now, I think a lot of people's trust in government is, is about this big, this much, you know. And so uh, when, when people distrust government, when they distrust the fundamental currency of their government, you know, gold tends to go up uh, in the gold space globally. In pretty much every currency of the world, uh, gold has already set records. I mean, it's setting record prices in euros, in Russian rubles, in Chinese yuan, British pounds, Japanese yen. The only currency that it hasn't really you know, broken through previous highs into new records is the U.S. dollar. And that has to do with the dollar's role as the world's reserve currency. Uh, a lot of people across the world owe immense levels of debt. And the only way to pay that debt is to dominate it in dollars. They need to get dollars. So they're selling stuff to move to dollars so they can pay their debt. 
uh, you know, that that's one aspect of it. That's sort of the monetary aspect of it. At the practical side of things, uh, uh, there, there's immense demand for everything from, you know, from little, you know, uh, you know, one ounce coins and what have you that are practically sold out. The U.S. Mint is charging, you know, $400, $500 premiums over spot for, uh, you know, for, for gold coins. Uh, all the way up to, you know, to the big bullion bars that, that people trade in international. Those have all sorts of shortage issues over, you know, the, the breakdown in global commerce, the fact that there's very little airline trafficking. I mean, the uh, uh, to move to move gold from London to New York or from New York to Switzerland or whatever, people are chartering airplanes just to put, you know, uh, you know, a few, a few a bunch of gold bars on the airplanes instead of instead of people. And then another angle you have to look at this is that across the world, many, many mines, gold mines specifically, but gold, silver, gold, silver, copper, copper, lead, zinc that has a gold, you know, takeoff from it. Those mines are throttled back. I think something like 30% of the world's copper mining right now is, is either shut in completely or dramatically scaled back. And that is also reflected in the gold mining just because of mines that have issues with the virus problem, you know, sick workers or else they can't get things they need from, you know, from, from they can't get the, the fuel or the, the explosives or the chemicals, whatever they need from the port up to the mine, just because the roads are closed, you can't travel. Yeah, I think a lot of people are not considering the supply chain constraints when you're discussing uh, what's going on in the space. And, and Mr. King, you've seen the up and down in the markets in the past. Is this one different in terms of the government devaluing the currency? Uh, I hate to say this time it's different, but yeah, this time's different. I mean, I, I've been I've been around for a, for a while, you know, according to my driver's license. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've been around for some years here. And I've seen governments do really stupid things, you know, monetarily, politically, economically, you know, militarily over the years. I've seen some really stupid things happen. But right now, I mean, they've just basically opened the valves on the dam of, stu- of stupid monetary and economic uh, uh, ideas. And it's all being done out of, out of true desperation. I mean, I, you know, when, somebody, when, when we say, oh, you know, the government's sending checks out to everybody. Yeah. And they should, because, you know, we have 26 million people in the United States who are freshly unemployed. And, you know, I, I, I you know, we, we have to do something. And the only the only idea that they can implement quickly is to send everybody a check and the heck with the monetary aspects. I hope at some point, you know, that things start to clear up and clarify and we can resolve and start to, you know, fix fix what's broken. But man, oh, man, this is this is this is uh, stupidity squared in terms of you know, what governments ought to do versus what they are doing. We've discussed the price of bullion. What is your outlook, Mr. King, on mineral exploration with an increase in gold and silver prices? And how do you see the summer and the latter part of 2020 going? Oh, man, that's about four or five questions here. Uh, (laughs) How do I see the summer? I see, uh, first of all, in the the space out there, you know, in the company space, I see a lot of great companies ranging from, you know, really big guys, you know, the BHP billetons of the world and the Rio Tintos, all the way down to, you know, small juniors, such as, you know, such as Riverside and, and many others. A lot of these companies from the small to the big were smart enough and nimble enough to capitalize up in the last, you know, six or eight months, you know, in, in, the, in the lead up to before the, before the, you know, the current calamity. So a lot of these companies have some money, but not just money, they got people with ideas. And so they have a drilling program, they have an exploration program, they have development programs. 
So the companies that are that are well positioned to move forward will move forward to the extent that they can. You know, uh, it's very just uh, dependent on the jurisdiction. In Canada, for example, if you go to the Yukon, which is a very large mineral uh, exploration area, I mean, it's a 14-day quarantine. You, you don't just fly up to Whitehorse, go visit a site, jump on the plane the next day or two, and come back. Yeah, no, no, no. You go to Whitehorse, you're going to spend 14 days in a hotel with them sliding pizzas onto the door for you. You know, so and and you know before you get to go to work. And and other places in the world have 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 similar aspects. The thing is that once you're there, once you're on the ground, and you've got your teams and your crews. And if you can keep the, the bug out of your out of your mining camp, you can explore, you can drill, you can map, you can do geophysics, uh, you can do a lot of things. You got issues in terms of moving, say, you, you know, so let's say you drill some core, you crush it, you bag it, you you know, send it to the lab. You got just logistical issues in sending it to the lab, the lab turning it around, maybe the lab is slow. But I, I think there are a lot of exploration uh, things that are happening and going to happen in the near in the near term. Uh, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, who's doing well, if, if you have an operating project and you have the, the virus issues under control, you are making money hand over fist. And if you're not, there's something wrong. Uh, if, you, if you have an operating gold mine that can, you know, that can either, uh, you, know, uh, you know, pour out, you know, the gold dory bars uh, or, or come up with a concentrate or something, uh, there's a there's a market for that as long as you can again logistically get it from where you are, you know, to where it needs to be. And that again has issues that have to do with aircraft availability, truck and driver availability. Uh, you know, the, the availability. I mean, oil is cheap, fuel is cheap. If you can get it, you know, if you're in the wrong place and they can't deliver the fuel from the terminal to the you know to the gas station or the fueling station, you know, that that that, that makes problems. But uh, you know, that's maybe a more detailed answer than you're looking for. That, that's what that's 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 how I'm looking at the gold space. I have a very positive view of it for the right companies with the with money and good management teams, and again working in the right sort of spots. John Mark Riverside Resources uh, exemplifies many of the virtues that uh, Mr. King just alluded to. How is Riverside prepared for this situation? You no, know, we were lucky. We were already working virtually in terms of we had teams working off-site and not a big office setting. Secondly, we have guys on the ground. What Byron is saying is, is correct that you have these 14-day quarantines. Well, we already have the team in place. In fact, right now, some of those guys are still able to work in their local communities and where they live and work is the project sites. And the third thing is we have big partners. Having a partner like BHP, as Byron said, we're able to operate and act for them in the field doing field work and doing programs and we're delighted we have regular meetings with them all virtually and we're able to help the guys on the ground to do the programs. Byron with a, a rising gold price are more generalist investors basically taking notice and flowing into the mining space and if yes where is a good starting point for them to consider when looking for good value propositions and exploration? Well, uh, the answer is yes. Uh, more, a lot of people were very bad, badly burned, you know, with their, you know, with sort of the traditional market kind of things that they were doing up until, you know, late February, early March. And then by mid-March, when, you know, the big crashes came, a lot of people watched their IRAs and their 401ks just absolutely, you know, fall off of a cliff. And, you know, some people, you know, did the wrong thing. They sold at the bottom, you know, just sort of out of panic. There's been some recovery, but a very, very significant recovery has happened in the gold and the gold mining space. 
if you're new to the business, you know, unless you really are a fast study, uh, uh, you you know, you, you want to be careful about getting into the into the junior space if you don't know what you're doing. And I say that, you know, with with my dear friend John Mark Stata here, who runs the junior. But I mean, I, I think I don't I don't want to put words in your mar- mouth, Mark. But I, I think you agree with me. If, if if an investor out there doesn't understand what this is all about, be very very careful. Doesn't mean don't go into gold, physical gold. If you don't have some, get some. I mean, I you know we're just talking about three thousand dollar gold and it's at seventeen hundred. So in the sense that you can go to certain physical dealers and buy a coin or buy a, a small ingot or start to build your stash, that's probably not a bad idea to, to preserve some wealth. In terms of other things, there are mutual funds that's, that focus on the gold mining space, some better than others, but uh, but but the, the, a lot of those gold mining uh, focused mutual funds have done very, very well. I mean, there's one, uh, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just give you the number, OGMIX uh, it has been, it's up 50% since March 18th. I mean, it, it had a nasty crash to get there, but you know, it's, it's recovered nicely, OGMIX, Ogmix. Um, the, uh, there are many others, though. Uh, be, you, some of the ETFs you, you are, are pretty good. Uh, anything with the name Sprott in front of it, S-P-R-O-T-T, uh, the Sprott Gold Miners, Sprott Junior Gold Miners, probably a good way to get in there. Uh, there are the big miners, the, you know, Barrick, Newmont, you know, those big names uh, if you want to pick stocks. Uh, companies that are probably going to do very, very well uh, in the next few months, especially in rising gold prices, are some of the royalty companies, and they range in size from you know really really big guys like Franco Nevada to smaller guys you know very well run like Metalla, uh, but but uh, terrific royalty companies. Then you start to get into the intermediates, and then you get into the juniors. And if you're not used to that space, that's a very dangerous space to walk into because while there's really a lot of upside on some of these risky plays. There's a whole lot of downside too. Uh, when they, when you say, "Oh, look, it's a ten cent stock. How low can it go? Well, it can go to zero, you know. But uh, <laughs> it can go to one cent. But uh, but 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 at the same time, some of those ten cent stocks are going to be five dollar stocks too. Byron, you and I visited John Mark in Mexico and uh, reviewed some of Riverside's property bank. And mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to find out from you what was what do you recall from that experience? Oh, oh, several things. First of all, um, visiting Mexico with John Mark uh, is is worth the trip just to spend time with John Mark. I say this when he's sitting here, I'm going to embarrass him, but he's 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 just a wealth of knowledge. He's been studying uh, Mexico. He's been studying the Western U.S. for years and years and years. He doesn't look nearly old enough to have done this, but but it's true he did. Uh, so first of all, it's an it's it's you you go on a field trip with John Mark. And you come back with a master's degree in John Markdom, and uh, you are you are geologically much smarter than you used to be. That's one of the things I remember. Other things I remember, uh, and, and we were talking about this before Riverside made their deal with BHP to become the exploration, you know, partner in Mexico for BHP. But you know, John Mark has this just this list of of things, of names, of places that that are all worthwhile exploration opportunities or development opportunities. Uh, a couple of the, um, I, 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 oh, I mean, I remember one particular one just south of the U.S. border with Arizona. Uh, can I say the name? I'll just, uh, Cecilia. Uh, ah, I'm in love with Cecilia. A beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful play. Uh, gorgeous geologically uh, uh, situated. Uh, other places we were driving along this one area going to this one 
exploration site. I'll let John Mark tell the whole story. But I mean, when you look out the window of the truck as you're driving along to sort of bouncing around on this gravel road, and the gravel is made out of, is, is green. And you look down and you say, gee, why is the gravel green? You say, well, it's because it's made out of malachite. You know, well, not pure malachite, but I mean, there, it's enough malachite to, to like, I mean, you're driving over perfectly good ore, you know, to get to the exploration zone. So <laughs> right, right, right away, I'm thinking, oh, man, we're, we got some, there's something here. So those are some of the things that I remember. It's just the yeah, Mark, John Mark personally, uh, John Mark, you know, professionally, uh, some of these fabulous uh, locales that he's been able to stake out and claim for the company over the years. And now he's partnered up with BH, BHP, which has, you know, a nice deep pocket to write, you know, good, you know, write big checks for good projects, of which there are many. John Mark, what is the advantage that uh, prospect generators, and in particular Riverside Resources, have in the current climate of mineral exploration, and especially as it relates to COVID nineteen? Well, I think first thing is the prospect generators have a portfolio, so it's not betting on one project. So, as COVID nineteen and these other things are causing problems. They're not necessarily homogeneous everywhere. And so there's opportunities. I think the second thing for the prospect generator is they're usually partnered. As we've mentioned, we're partnered with other companies. So they're not going off their balance sheet. The third thing is, you know, they have quality projects. They're projects that other people are funding and working on. So they must have something of interest to allow those people to wish to do it. And so they've done the due diligence. And for us, we've been prospect generators working with Antipagasta, Cliffs, Offshore and now with BHP. So we've had good projects, and I think the opportunity is that go with group that has good projects in this market, you know, they have a really good chance for success. John Mark, what are a couple of the key mineral exploration objective Riverside is progressing during the COVID-19 social distancing? I think one of the key things is our spin out of Capitan Mining, which is going well. We actually had the AGM, and now we've had the approval through the BC courts. Now we're working for the TSX listing and the financing. The gold price going up is really great because that's what Capitan is. It's an open pit gold project that Riverside owns. So that's one of the big things we've been doing. The other thing is working with BHP. On that, we've been able to move ahead with programs. And the third is we're working on some new deals. Having people at home has been great. You're able to call them and do lots of business. Usually it's hard to catch people. They're on planes. We're running around the meetings. We're able to have lots of meetings Zoom and Skype in different ways to go over data. And we now are able to do a number of term sheets. So we look forward to having more deals announced in the coming month. All right, in closing, Mr. King, what keeps you up at night that we don't know about? Well, there's there's a lot of doubt about just, you know, where the economy is going. I mean, uh, the whole, the whole, the, the virus, the virus is a medical issue. It's an epidemiological issue. I mean, you know, we, we, you know, if you paid the slightest bit of attention to it, you've probably gotten a lot smarter about biology and medicine and epidemiology than you were a month ago. But then we have the whole, and, and I want to say that that matter will resolve. I mean, I mean, this is a bug. It is a virus. It's not the world killing plague that's going to wipe out humanity or anything. But the, the, but it has accelerated a lot of trends that were sort of in motion that may have occurred, but now they're all, you know, jamming us right in the face. Everything you can think of, I mean, from the idea that, you know, that your, your local school is now online, colleges are online, you know, the kids are home from school or what have you. I mean, we've completely changed education. We've completely changed 
the idea that millions, tens of millions of people are working from home. I mean, that's going to change the real estate business. The, I mean, the, the idea that so much change is happening so quickly, uh, that is, a, that is there, there are so many unknowns and just sort of uh, pieces of fallout from that that are going to occur. And so that it, and so it, I, I think about, you know, where, where is all this going? Now, considering, you know, what I do and with much of my time, which is I spend my time doing geology, worrying about the minerals and mining business, whatever, I'm thinking about this in terms of what does this mean in terms of mines and minerals? I mean, you know, does the world still need copper, gold, silver, lead, zinc, rare earth minerals, all these sort of things? Well, the answer is yes, it does, you know? And so uh, the, the question is how will, how will the area that I, you know, am knowledgeable about, how will it adapt? And so in terms of, you know, thinking about, you know, about the future, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, I, I these mining companies, companies like, you know, Riverside, people like John Mark, I mean, there are other, other companies out there. I mean, I want these companies to be succeed, successful. I want, I want these gentlemen to succeed and these gentle ladies, there's some women in the business too. I want these people to succeed. I want them to do well. And the question is that in the, in the, in the economy that has evolved, you know, with millions of unemployed and the government just, you know, spending money like, you know, like it's the Niagara Falls of, of, uh, of, of dollar bills or something, you know, I mean, what is all that going to do to the whole uh, financial and economic uh, underpinnings of, of, of what, what I'll say we, you know, cause I'm a geo too, but you know, what we do out there in the field, which is real science, real geology, uh, because it, this has to work, you know, because, because I mean, we, a lot of the trends that were coming before, not enough copper, you know, not enough rare earths, not, you know, not enough, uh, you know, not enough battery metals, technology metals, all those things are, are going to be there on the other side of this virus issue. So in terms of, of myself, in terms of what I think about and worry about, I worry about that a lot. I, I kind of, I do stay up late or wake up in the middle of the night, you know, thinking about, you know, what's the next, what's the next idea here. John, Mark, what keeps you up at night that we don't know about? For me, I really think that we feel the public falling, that things are so bad, but really, you know, it's, it's, to me, I feel that we're getting through this well, we've flattened the curve. And so I hope that people will realize that with context, things will go ahead and we actually do have business and things can go, particularly in the mining sector. What keeps me up at night is people are forgetting that we actually need to mine and that's a vital thing to do. I'm disappointed that certain jurisdictions were not allowing the mining to go forward because it is vital. And I think that's something that we can do to produce resources for the planet that'll make the planet stronger. And we definitely will need those to grow the economic rebound that we're up for. Last question, Dr. Stoudy, what did I forget to ask? Oh, you've asked a lot and this is great, but I think one thing is from Riverside's standpoint is we really look forward to talking to shareholders. So please come and reach us out at our website. Please call us and also we're very keen on communicating online. So we'd love to communicate with people if anyone wants to send us any emails or visit our website. And Dr. Study, what is that website? It's rivres.com. Mr. King, what did I forget to ask? Uh, well, in a very mercenary sort of way, you forgot to ask me what newsletter I write. And the answer to that is I write a newsletter called Whiskey and Gunpowder. Um, I work with a group called Agora Financial. And so you want to go to Agora Financial, A-G-O-R-A Financial, uh, you know, dot com, and uh, and uh, you'll, you'll find your way to, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's actually a free e-letter, so it doesn't even cost you anything. It's not even one of those $59 a year things. We, 
uh, but it's uh, it's a free e-letter. It's called Whiskey and Gunpowder. Uh, and then on a more serious note, the one thing that we did not discuss, although we, I guess we mentioned it a little bit, you got to keep an eye on the energy industry. Uh, right now, there is a there is a price war going on. Saudi Arabia has decided to flood the world with oil. There's 200 million barrels just floating around on tankers out there. Uh, you know, we, uh, not long ago, we saw the price of oil go negative for West Texas Intermediate. The U.S. and Canadian energy industries are being completely, totally, utterly wrecked, uh, you know, by this price war. And the longer it lasts, the, the more the carnage. And, and what you want to be really careful about and, and worry about to some extent is what's, what is the global energy industry going to look like on the other side of the, this current economic situation? Uh, you know, are we all going to go back to the, you know, to the good old days of relying on the Middle East for our, for our oil? And then the other angle to this is the, 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 the petrodollar, which, you know, the U.S. dollar is the world's reserve currency, is under extreme threat uh, with the breakdown of international oil markets. I mean, uh, breaking down international oil is another way of breaking down the petrodollar. And when the petrodollar fails as a monetary instrument in the world, Notice I said when it fails, because I'm mm-hmm. not sure how you can fix it from here. Uh, we are in for a really wild ride. If you think this wild ride is wild, man, the next wild ride is going to be worse. And that is why, bring it all back, that's why you need to have some gold. Uh, is, uh, gold, the go- gold is what is going to preserve your wealth through, the, uh, you know, through, through whatever rough uh, seas lie ahead. And I'm pretty sure that there are some rough seas, and I'm pretty sure that they're coming our way. And speaking of gold, before you make your next bullion purchase, make sure you call me. I'm a licensed representative for Miles Franklin Precious Metals Investments, where we provide a number of options to expand your precious metals portfolio from physical delivery to offshore depositories and precious metal IRAs. Call me directly at 855-505-1900, or you may email maurice at milesfranklin.com. Finally, we invite you to subscribe to Proven and probable.com where we provide mining insights and bullion sales gentlemen i'd like to thank you both for your time and i look forward to speaking with you in the near future the information presented on proven and probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only without any express or implied warranty of any kind including warranties of accuracy completeness or fitness for any particular purpose the information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial investment or trading advice or any other advice you should not make any financial investment or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor 